0: Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode 70. In this week's episode, we get a chance to sit and chat with the talented Kat Cressida. Kat has been the voice talent for many projects, but if you frequent the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, you may already be aware of who she is because she is the Black Widow Bride Constance, and that is just one credit in her awesome resume. We'll be posting a little bit more info on Kat in the blog post for this episode, which you can find over at podcateers.com slash episode 70, We will also be posting some great articles that came out over the weekend in the OC Register and the LA Times to talk about Kat, her journey, and some Haunted Mansion stuff. So make sure that you check that out and share it with other Disney fans. Uh, we also mentioned a contest that's coming up that Kat is involved with. So make sure that you're following her on social media because she'll be posting updates uh how you can actually be a part of the contest that's coming up. Her social media links are actually really simple. It's just her first and last name. So she is at Kat Cressida on Twitter and Instagram. That's also how you can find her on Facebook. And her website is katcressida.com. So that's K-A-T-C-R-E-S-S-I-D-A. All of the links will be available, again, in the blog post for this episode, so you can just uh, head over there and check them all out. Speaking of great voices, if you love to read and can find the time to do it, then consider Audible. Audible is the best way to get your read on even if you're on the go. Podcateers listeners can take advantage and get a free book and a 30-day free trial just by heading over to audibletrial.com. There's no obligation, and you can cancel it anytime, time, but the book is yours to keep. If you want to take advantage of this offer, again, just head over to audibletrial.com slash for more info and to sign up. On the interwebs, you can find us over at facebook.com slash Remember that after liking the page, you also have to click on the little like button and then select get notifications. We are at podcateers on Instagram and Twitter. You can find our videos over on youtube.com slash And of course, all of this and more is available at podcasteers.com. Once again, thank you to the awesome Cat Cressida, and thanks again to all of you for listening. Here is Episode 70 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. All right. Well, we are sitting... Just outside of the Disneyland Park. You say we? We! Who's we? all three of us. For the first time the three of us? Outside (laughs) at La Brea Bakery (laughs) with the very talented Kat Cressida. Hey! How are you Kat?
1: I'm good. How are you guys? Very well. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure.
0: Well uh, I have to tell you uh, in the last five years or so I have become such a, a huge fan of all the background stuff that happens at Disney. Uh, I love the park. I love everything that they do. I've absolutely fallen in love with the park itself, but Imagineering is where it's at for me.
2: He means huge fan. I'm talking about <laughs> books upon books
0: of knowledge. Good for you. And, and I haven't. I am not a historian in any way, obviously, but. Last year, I was introduced to a story called Nuptial Doom, which is what introduced me to you. What was it like knowing that you were going to be a part of Haunted Mansion lore? When this opportunity to be Constance, the Black Widow Bride, came up for you, oh,
2: is that who you are?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I didn't know. I thought I was just like a cast member. You pulled up off, off the street. Uh. Um, this is incredible. Is This really like picking me up, like full yes, on. Think.
0: You can actually quickly listen if you like.
2: No,
1: I, I totally yeah. believe you.
2: There's the levels right there.
1: That's amazing. Thank we you. don't, yeah. we
2: don't, we don't get to see the levels. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't show doesn't, you. No, he doesn't let us. Yeah, we just talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got a little, whole little pro tool set up here um, it was it was surreal and that's the truth there's no other way to to say it even even having spent you know already being lucky enough to be in voiceover and doing some projects with Disney having grown up in the parks and sort of a, a little bit of a legacy the way that I was and and being the kid who insisted on being a cast member even though we lived an hour and a half away from the park and
2: as in, like, wear a Minnie Mouse hat or, or mask? Or?
1: Uh, no, I was a cast member at Storybook Land. Oh, okay, yeah. okay.
3: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, first unofficial voiceover job. Very Sweet. Yeah. Was that um, where you wanted to be? Yeah, Storybook Land.
0: Yeah. It was your first choice?
1: Yeah. Because... Back then, I mean, if I could have chosen, it would have been Jungle Cruise for sure.
0: You know? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Yeah, like, I would. I think I would buy Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Cruise over Storyville because
1: you get to tell your storyteller, you're narrating. You've got a microphone. Ah. Anytime there's a microphone around, I'm happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like hazing. Uh, yeah. I love it. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and back then, uh, they still hadn't gals had to be on storybook land guys were jungle crews uh, still in. Oh, Girl, oh, wow. girls couldn't do the canoes except for the backstage when we did canoe races you know yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. off oh, hours that was awesome i
2: didn't even know there was such a thing as yeah,
1: canoe races i hope i'm not breaking like a deep deep secret. <laughs> but uh, uh we, we would show up at 4 a.m and and race the canoes wow. around uh, time story oh Island. this
2: was not it's not an activity. It's not not yet, no, it's no. not. No, it wasn't official. It was no. It's just like
0: it's when it's they used to do members. the Altopia cars. Uh, they used to take them out and race them around the park as well. It's uh, the same thing, right? You used to do it with the wraps and stuff. S- really do that? I think that, that's yeah. an urban myth. Yeah. I think that's I a, a secret, don't know.
3: Really too. A myth to too. No, no, I don't think I, she's going to tell us.
0: <laughs> enough people verify it that we're cast members. I've never heard that. It's actually
1: a thing. I know. I know, huh? But yeah, we weren't allowed to do the Crockett canoes or Jungle Cruise. But now they can, so I'm jealous. Man, I totally mm. we we met someone today. We were riding the Lily Bell. Oh,
3: um that's she
1: got fancy. A, my friend got a very special special surprise for her birthday, so we we rode the Lily Bell and she also the end the conductor also does jungle cruise and I was like man that is the bomb. I'm so jealous. Could you go back I would
2: love it. and just be like look I wanna do it. This is on my bucket list. I want to do the jungle cruise. cruise. Yeah, so one cruise.
1: I don't think that they would. <laughs> no. no. So you have to learn the safe. I mean maybe they'd let me hold the microphone but you have to learn how to actually pilot the boat, and that's important. Right.
0: We should actually start a hashtag so What's the up? cat can learn how to do this. <laughs> yes, cat on jungle. Yes, <laughs> let's totally do it. Down. Let's get that'll, her to pilot one. We'll, oh, we'll make it
2: happen.
1: That'll last for four days. And then done. There's, there's much more a important. Thing. Yeah, but there's more important causes. <laughs> it's know?
2: like ah, oh, oh, this, this right. won't catch on. That, all right. That's all
1: right. I'm, I feel lucky that I got to do what I did, and it was awesome.
0: That's good. Growing up, did you always feel that you were? going to be a voiceover artist or an actress, which is where you actually started before you went to voiceover, correct?
1: Uh, it, it is. I I was weird, though. I trained. I was the little tot who you couldn't shut up, who insisted on, like, reading <laughs> books out loud to grown-ups. I, I literally would knock on uh, neighbors' doors. And don't ask me where I got the, the chutzpah or the nerve to do this, but I would charge 10 cents. To perform in their living room.
2: Interesting. A Disney
1: story. So, do Pinocchio or Peter Pan. By myself solo apparently and I would just and so neighbors would call up my mom and say in case you're missing somebody <laughs> she's performing in our living room by the way we had to pay for that privilege
2: with price um, markups I wonder what you would charge now <laughs> like a dollar, a entrepreneur. Yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't know where I got that from but yeah I would I would insist on being allowed to adults and I would listen to the Disney records over and over and over again you know Bell rings for a little bell because you wanted page.
2: to or did it's, it because I wanted to. I mean, if, you, if, you, if it was forced, you should tell us now.
1: I mean, <laughs> it was not. Uh, no, no abuse. No abuse. <laughs> it was 100% voluntary. The rest of the family didn't know where I got that from. Because uh, nobody else in my family had the acting bug. Uh. Um, but yeah, ever since I was three or four, I was storytelling and acting and performing to anybody who would pay attention. <laughs> and um, And took it very seriously. And then growing up, Continued to stay uh, in theater, musical comedy, whatever I could do. Got into Shakespeare Shakespeare way early, which is weird for a tot. But I saw the Zeffirelli, I don't know if you guys are so young, but the Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet, which... It's from the late 60s. No,
2: sorry. Brilliant. I don't even know what Roman Juliet is. Yeah, well,
3: no, that's, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: correct
0: me if I'm wrong. I think I read this on your website. You
1: majored in Shakespeare in theater? Yeah. How do you major in Shakespeare? It's a major in some... Uh, <laughs> At UC Berkeley? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so do they actually make you go in and memorize everything? Or how is it a major? Do you just go back and study the history of...
1: Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a comprehensive major so basically i mean it's it's an honors major it's not it's something that you have to really lobby for and it's it's a three six basically you study both the dramatic art side of it also the critical analysis side of it the sociological historical side of it so Uh, you're you're learning i mean it's obviously highly impractical And obviously, not applicable unless you're going to be doing it as either as a professor or actually performing it and making it a craft, making the craft a career. But I was fascinated with the language and the the. I'm going to sound like such a hack right now, but the brilliance of the language and how it elevates. The human ability to express what's going on inside of you. I mean, there's a reason it's still around. And it's hard when you're younger and you're just seeing it on the written page because it's flat, it's uninteresting, It, it means nothing. It's like looking at an animation cell that's not moving. You go, okay, well, that's pretty, but I don't get what's so magical. Oh, but then when you put it all together and it's moving and the acting and the music, it's magical. Shakespeare was never meant to be read. Here's my little lecture. It was never meant to be read, it was only meant to be performed. And when you actually see it with kinetic actors who really understand the language and how to play with it and mold it and shape it and, and turn it into something 3D and kinetic, it's brilliant. Is I mean, there really any way,
2: out. not to put you on the spot, recite any of it? Do you remember any of it? Because I have no memory of I it.
1: better. Yeah? I got some jams in the back. Yeah, I can we'll, hip-hop it out. We'll dance later. Uh, I mean, you have to. Obviously, you know, that's part of it is, is learning it. Yeah. And um, my, the actual, to be specific, the major was not Shakespeare. It was the relevance of Shakespeare's to today's youth, which wow. sounds very highfalutin. But ironically, that was literally about um, eight years before the DiCaprio version came out. Right.
2: Uh, see, Which, that's the one thing I did see. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. And
1: wasn't it like cool and interesting? It was and fantastic. T- yeah.
2: I bought the soundtrack and then the movie came out. I bought the DVD. Okay, so there you yeah. go.
1: So what Boz Lerman did with that was exactly what Shakespeare was doing in his day. Mm-hmm. It was completely relevant and cool and hip and there were inside jokes. And it spoke about drugs and sex and rock and roll. And I'm doing this on a Disney podcast, right? But it's Shakespeare. So <laughs> It's okay. So hey, it's it's okay. okay. But it was highly relevant to the youth back then, and that's what Boz Lerman did, was translate it and make it relevant to today's teenagers. So it, that's what my major was about, was that this stuff is still completely potent and relevant and powerful and awesome, and about teen angst and feeling oppressed and wanting to live your own life and not doing what the parents are telling you to do. and. That's, knowing, that's
0: knowing that about you and just what you said about Baz Luhrmann and how he brought Romeo and Juliet to uh, that generation, considering how millennials are now mm-hmm. with the short-term communication of Twitter and Instagram, and texting and emojis, who do you think, if anybody, or how do you think Shakespeare, Shakespeare can be introduced to this current generation? Uh,
1: I mean, it's a good question. It- it, rema- I mean, it remains the same. I mean, to the mass audiences, I don't know what director and what vision, although I still think that DiCaprio vision is still probably pretty relevant to today's youth. I mean, maybe you'd update the music a little bit, but it's still incredibly well acted, and they're still young, and it's still current. But um, live performance, you know, taking a small troupe, uh, which is part of what I d- had done with my major, was getting a troupe of six great actors, three guys, three gals, and choreographing fun little vignettes, highly choreographed, a lot of stunt work, a lot of gym, uh, a lot of gymnastics. And it's like a little traveling troupe. And we would take them around to schools, you know, and the kids were on fire with it because it, you get immediately that these are just, the characters are just real human beings going through teen angst and love and broken hearts and, you know, fighting with the parents and... Um, Facing that existential question, what am I going to be? What am I going to do with my life? That's a central question in so many Shakespeare. So you
2: took it on stage, like in a cafeteria for the for the children.
1: We would take them into the classrooms. Uh That was part of the major. Was I had to apply what in theory I wrote about, Mm. and then prove that it actually works. So for you know. Yeah, because
2: it's different if you just show them a film than actually demonstrating live. Yes, exactly.
1: And. and it was fantastic to watch, you know, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds really into, you know, and, and we were all young. We were, we were still, you know, young adults, or even the youngest in my troupe was a freshman, which made him, you know, what, 19 or 20. Right. And, um, and he was actually a, a stunt. I mean, we did great stunts. And we did like Puck and Midsummer Night's Dream and, you know, tumbling and I was going to say, what kind of, of stunts
2: did you do in Shakespeare, though?
1: Everything. Really? I mean, there was a lot of stunt work. Yeah.
0: Okay. But there's not a lot of special effects, so you're doing a lot of your own stunt work on stage uh, to compensate.
2: So. That's true. All right. I
1: mean, the physical comedy of Shakespeare is one of the things that that was integral to being a part of live theater back then. So there was a lot of that, um, you know, that in, in every Shakespeare... We'll, we'll, we'll get off of this in a second, but in every <laughs> Shakespeare story there's three levels going okay. on, um, which every great movie, every great, Disney classic, you know, you would have the main characters, but then you had the supporting, which were more comical, right? Like, just let's take Cinderella, you know, you've got Cinderella the heroine and her love story going on over here, then you've got what's going on with the sisters and the comedy and the evil stepmother and the drama of that, and then you've got, of course, the mice and Lucifer, and that's the physical comedy going on, mm-hmm. so... There's something for everybody. It's going right. to the different.
0: That's, it's very Shakespearean. Hamlet is one of those uh, plays that has so much comedy and yet so much tragedy all at the same time. Well, and,
1: Lion King was Hamlet.
0: Yeah, I, 100%. It's, it's right. so cool how it translates right into Disney. So
1: You gotta watch it, dude. I don't understand.
0: I ah. don't remember any of this. Ah. They forced you to read it in school. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us our public education system is failing us. If it's not on DVD. <laughs> no, I just failed him. <laughs> Uh, considering that you came from uh, from an acting background, was there ever a role that you wanted to land? Ooh, that was kind of like your dream role.
1: It's a really good question. Titanic? No, I, mean, no, no. <laughs> I, I basically growing up being on camera. I was both. I grew up both out here and also spent summers and holidays in New York. So saw a lot of Broadway and um, a lot of live theater. I never thought about going into the camera side of it. I was very focused on stage and musical comedy and Shakespeare and theater craft. And that's what I thought I was going to end up doing. Um, I loved stage managing. I loved directing. I loved sound design. I loved everything that had to do with the theater. And then um, I chickened out and I'm still to this day somewhat regretful of think listening to the adults too much who were telling me that acting is very difficult to get into, Mm. that it can break your heart, that which it's all true. (laughs) Um, it's not easy. It's not a straightforward career path, but I didn't get a lot of support in terms of, yeah, follow your dream, try it out, see how you do. And unfortunately, just as I graduated college, I, I really chickened out. And, um, Instead of going into acting, I went into the other side of the business and, and worked on the production side and the uh, agenting side and did that for my first three and a half, four years out of college and then realized at the age of 25, 26, okay, I'm doing well at this, but it's not what I want to be doing yeah. and I trained my whole life to be doing something else. And
2: Like you said, you got the bug. You wanted to be on stage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, or at least do something with it. Mm-hmm. Do something with all that training, whether it's stage managing or directing. Or, you know. And I wasn't sure. But I felt like if I don't at least give it a shot at the age of 25, 26, maybe I'll spend the whole rest of my life re- regretful, you mm-hmm. know, and sad that I didn't try. And I didn't want to grow up bitter and you know, mm-hmm. resenting those who had and, and in a certain sense, you know I was helping other people get their dreams and representing them and helping them move forward in what they wanted to do. Mostly well, you writers. Said, well,
2: you were saying yeah. what about me?
1: Not not in a straightforward way but yeah. yeah there was a part of me you know when you're younger you, you don't everything's out or not all organized in your brain. At least for me it wasn't. I just knew that something was missing so I quit sort of the very practical thing that I was doing and uh, that, thought.
2: Even that's scary. Just to go scary. ahead and just go ahead and quit. Uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm not
0: very scary. young, and I can tell you my thoughts aren't organized at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, they're even less so when you're in your twenties. For me, anyway. You know, some some people are more mature, but um, and that was I basically thought I'll go into acting, on camera acting, because everybody says that that's what you should do in L. A. If you're going to be an actor, you should go do that. And I thought I'll give it three or four years. If by 29 and a half, I haven't made yeah. any sort of a living at it, I'll go back to the other side. And I really did think that I would fail um, at it miserably. Um, Why? Because, first of all, I hadn't done, I hadn't gone right into it. Uh-huh. And especially back then, this was in the late 90s, you know, mid to late 90s, um, it, there wasn't cable. There wasn't all those channels with all that original programming. There was just three networks, or four networks. Fox, Fox had just started. And Fox at that time was, I think, just married with children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the same, the same sense. Yeah, there wasn't, wasn't even all that much going on. So there wasn't as many options for a woman, for women. And if you weren't, my thinking was, and I think the general thought process was, if you weren't drop-dead gorgeous, or supremely gifted and talented, um, and you're starting late. You know, at least, you know, there wasn't. You just had to hope and hope that somehow you would land. Or and I was starting late. I didn't start when I was 19, 20, 21 So uh, anyway, that's what I thought would happen. And then I got really lucky, and just right place, right time, right look for certain things. Um, this was sort of on the. The very heat of the wave of friends being hugely popular. So young 20-somethings was somewhat in vogue. And I didn't have to be a supermodel. I just, you know, sort of cute girl next door. I ended up booking a bunch of stuff. So I did that for about um, three years. And then somewhere Mm. at the two and a half year mark, I started to realize that I didn't love it as much as... I thought that I should, if I'm going to be working this hard at something, and you work very hard at it. You know, you go on a lot of auditions. You're changing your look sometimes two, three times a day for different, you know, commercials or sitcoms, or you know, changing your look and what. How you're extreme, though?
2: Like, would you dye your hair or? Oh no!
1: But, you know, changing your whole outfit, hair up, then do down, the Rachel Bob? makeup.
0: Did you do the Rachel haircut?
1: Unfortunately, you did not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a version of it. Unfortunately, a version of it. I mean, my hair wouldn't perfectly Wait, do it. why is it
2: unfortunate? sure sure, looked good. Because it's,
1: you know, you're following what everybody else is doing and what you think you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, look at
2: my beard. Uh, it's, okay. it's a, it's a now, trend. what's up with that? I don't know, it's a trendy you like, thing. You look
1: like a Dodger pitcher.
2: <laughs> I will take that as a compliment, actually. Yeah. Really, even after they lost? Actually, they lost.
1: Is that an insult? Don't talk about my boys that way. It's Hey, sad.
0: hey.
2: Uh, with my
1: Dodger alone that's how I rub him
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: next year man next year we played good though we played good oh so you were watching according to Back to the yes. Future it's
0: the Cubs year okay so is,
1: it, is that right
3: and yeah back to, the future, back
0: to the Future 2015
3: they predicted the Cubs were gonna oh, win oh that's hilarious <laughs> yes <laughs> so. yeah oh that's so, awesome
1: the
0: fact that they're in contention right
2: now that's awesome like, yeah I hope around, it happens man. for them I kind of do now if, now that the Dodgers are out I will cheer for the Cubs
3: yeah, yeah. all right
2: <laughs> She's like, give me so, back your so, yeah, Dodger card. Yeah, you're
3: you're <laughs> out of the conversation.
1: Yeah. You can go go to the bakery.
0: Oh, all right, uh, all right, pocketeers. I'll see you guys next week.
1: <laughs> so yes,
0: you were actually on two TV shows that I enjoyed watching a You were on Caroline in the City, and two guys from different Oh, oh I used to love that show. Uh, there was two
1: Ryan shows. Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's right? where he started, right? Yeah. Or one of his first.
2: Oh, I used to love his hair. He like gel it up, really spiky. I loved it. I tried to duplicate it, it didn't work out. Is that right? Yeah.
3: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
0: how would you say how would you uh, compare the voiceover culture to acting culture as far as going out on auditions and how you uh, become aware of uh, opportunities to be on the show? Well,
1: that was that was kind of the reason that I cuz I started to say it, after two and a half years I was starting to get worn by all of the focus on on how you look. That was a big part of it, of course, because, you know, if they're casting a role and you need to look the role, and that makes complete sense. But um, it was it was challenging for me. And then the, the flip side of it was, you know, winning a role, succeeding at it, actually booking it, and then being on set all week. And I mean no disrespect to that side of it because, of course, there's brilliant talent that, of course, have made a tremendous... <laughs> amazing, you know, career of it, and and I could only wish to be as talented as the, you know, Julianne Morris and the Julia Roberts and the Meryl Streep's, you know, phenomenal talent that makes a living on camera, but for me, being on set, especially after being on the flip side of being, you know, an agency where you're sort of firing, your synapses are firing 24-7, it was hard for me to just chill out and be on set and not not really be doing anything anything other than waiting to go on set and um, some people do very well at it some people were much better at figuring out something productive to do with it but this was before smartphones <laughs> this is before portable laptops yeah. and ipads so, so really you do you read. you read you read newspapers or books or chatted with people and um i would get answers. chatting what's chatting <laughs> talking actually oh,
2: talking to people yeah. Yeah. yeah is that yeah. what this is
1: Story, Dylan. <laughs> so yeah. So I felt I was having an ex. You know, it's very dramatic again. When you're 20s, you, everything's very, very important and dramatic. But I felt like I was having this existential crisis of having done two careers in Hollywood, and and having done, you know, reasonably well enough to be making a living at it, but not loving it. And what's wrong with me? going you still weren't loving it,
2: you sir. Aww. I
1: loved the audition process. I loved the live... What? That's what everyone hates. I don't think I hate it.
2: Auditioning? Isn't it like just nerve-wracking? Cause I've never done it, but it just seems really nerve-wracking. And
1: yeah, but but if what you want to do is acting, yeah. hopefully you're not... Ha- I mean, yes, it is... I loved it, though, because it, it was still malleable. You were still experimenting with the script. You knew in a sense that you could bring something maybe hopefully... New enough or fresh enough that you would be the person they and I loved that and I loved being live in front of the cast and director, live in front of when he made it finally to producers. You know, being in front of the producer and the writer and getting getting the writer to laugh at his own jokes was the biggest high. And and having a producer say you're the only person who got that, which you know happened a couple of times. Not I wasn't a genius or anything, but a couple Mm -hmm. of times I managed to you know book off of that. That's what I loved more than the actual being on. And I thought. If I'm, that, if I'm that way and I'm not loving being on set, then someone else deserves to be here. Someone else deserves to be enjoying this moment in front of the camera. And I didn't love the camera the way that I thought I should if I was going to be doing it.
0: Have mm. you ever written anything? Mm. Any pilots or any No, I don't have
1: that gift. I don't have a screenwriter's gift.
0: Do you think that you could, uh, with technology the way that it is now and how easy it is to get video up on YouTube uh, using a DSLR, even an iPhone at this point, considering how high quality that video is. Do you ever consider maybe doing YouTube videos and kind of having like cat's chat or something?
1: I'm not a ham, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that way. I'm not a ham for the camera. I love the microphone. Um, and I, I light up and I turn on for a microphone. But for some reason the camera, I, I was fine. You know, I was, I was good, but I wasn't great. And there was a weirdness going on for me again because I trained my whole life for the theater for stage. That in a weird way, the camera was like, "Hey, excuse me, I'm trying to act here. Could you get the camera?" You know, <laughs> not really. But that's that was a little bit of the mindset of this is alien and this is not my comfort zone. So once I realized that, that's when I started to explore other ways that I could, you know, do acting, but not. The camera and the voiceover. Luckily, someone awesome, who uh, a celebrity actually, who I was lucky enough to be cast opposite. Oh, can
2: we name drop
3: or? No, no. Aww. But
1: someone, someone very cool who I, I got. I was blessed to get to act opposite for like three days. Suggested voiceover, and I was. Mm. It was the first time that actually someone had either said that to me, or that I thought seriously about it, and. And what um, did you
2: think, like? did you think this was a great idea or
1: I said something really stupid and bratty which should have, should have ended it right there uh-huh. um, and luckily he didn't take offense you know you're, just, you're young and you say things and you you know after the fact you're like I can't believe I said that out loud to someone but I think I said something like isn't that for people who couldn't do acting uh-huh. because I didn't know what it entailed yeah. and it was a very stupid dumb stupid remark obviously you know given uh-huh. that i have um, and he said something back to me like, well, that's an interesting thought, but it's actually much more difficult than you may think, it's much more challenging. And I said, oh really? Why? Why is that? And he said, because all you've got is your voice to, to put across a bunch, you know, and you have to be, he said, you've got to be very quick to do it, and it uses a different part of your brain. and that, that was the coolest way to describe it and that hooked me. And I, I thought, wow, okay, so I guess I gotta check it out and see what this is about. And uh, Yeah, that
2: makes sense because you have to show ranges of emotions, you know, because in front of the camera, you know, you can look sad, but to use your voice and demonstrate that, I bet it is difficult.
1: Yeah, and it's an interesting thing about voice voiceover too is that if you're not really you're not really focused when you're delivering the lines from the script you're not really there present picturing what it is you're you know diving into the imaginary world that you're in really speaking to somebody we can hear it you can tell the moment someone is no longer really communicating you can tell that they're just talking at you or, it's
0: almost like when they say like you can tell over the phone when somebody's smiling or when they're you know, when they're frowning or something, when they're talking to you, even though you can't directly see them, it—you can hear the the smile, right? Yeah. Almost like that.
1: Not and not just that, but you can hear if it's genuine or not. You can tell if you can tell if someone's really there and engaged with you. Um, it's very interesting. It's the microphone, I think, is much more sensitive in some ways to, than the camera because you can be thinking about other things while you're doing on camera or on stage. You'd be thinking about what. You shouldn't be, but you could be thinking about what you're going to have for dinner or when's, when's the break, and still stay engaged, and people can't necessarily see that. I mean, unless it's a close-up, you know, but if it's if it's someone... But for the microphone, I feel like you absolutely can't lie. It's, it's going to pick it up, and, uh, and so it will sound you, insincere.
2: So do you... How do I say this? So if the script requires you to be, let's say, angry, do you just say it angry or do you physically yourself emotionally try to get yourself angry so it comes out real
1: you have um to somewhat be in that place
3: yeah.
1: you know not not like in a method acting false oh my god nobody speak to me because <laughs> you know yeah. but you have to bring that up inside yourself um
0: do you ever feel that you become the characters though of-
1: no I mean like
0: when you like you know if if I had a chance to do, like, a Star Wars character. I just kind of started getting into Star Wars. But you were Princess Leia. And if, you know, if you had a chance to become one of those characters, do you, like, feel it and just become that character?
1: I mean, that sounds... I don't want to sound... <laughs> he wants you
0: to say
3: yes. <laughs> In, well, you, I
1: know. you have to be... I mean, this is going to sound... So I hate people who sound arrogant. And I don't want to sound that way or, like, oh, it's such a, you know... <laughs> Yes, for those for those moments, for those lines, for those, you know, for that four hours that you're doing the session, yes, you're in the mindset of in that world, you have to be picturing it, you have to be really really genuine and, and in that world or universe. Um, I don't
0: I don't think that's arrogant at all. Actually, that's why I would think that's <laughs> but the I case, th- because I mean it,
1: it sounds I don't become Princess Leia, <laughs> but I definitely <laughs> am I <I'm>
3: would totally, <laughs>
0: <I'm> totally, totally <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Even though Javier looks like him.
1: And to be sincere, I mean, you know, there's been, uh, you know, a number of other voice actresses who have, you know, I I was lucky enough to be her her for a certain set set of games, and then another actress, you know, kind of took took it over. So, um, but yes, for, for the moments that you're in the game and delivering those lines, you're full on just sort of in that space and you're picturing exactly what you can from the movie and I would watch the movie several times to make sure that, you know, because you you feel what a responsibility, you know, for the fans out there playing the game who are fully invested in this universe, I better darn well sound like her and And, sound like... And that's
0: why I don't think it's arrogant. I think because you are putting yourself out there as this character, you want to, you know do something that the people that appreciate that franchise in particular are going to love and if you're not putting yourself into it then why are you doing it you know what I mean that's why I don't think it sounds arrogant at all I actually appreciate that because I love when people just kind of pour themselves into what they do you know? and it's one of the things that I've been trying to do myself which is why I think I appreciate it more now so the whole when you started talking about dropping everything quitting and just kind of starting from scratch I was like oh that's hitting home all of a sudden like okay I kind of get where she's going with this I kind of went through a little bit of that and uh, I would love to tell you that part of it and I would love to continue talking to you but I also want to be very respectful of your time
1: <laughs> yeah, I know we that you have, have somewhere, somewhere, special somewhere to, to go be, yeah
0: uh, and uh, there's so much that we didn't get a chance to cover that's and, okay
1: but can I just say for the record I love you guys for actually talking about something other than the haunted mansion. Oh, that, that, wait, that, wait, you were on the
2: haunted mansion? <laughs> I know, I know, shocking.
1: And,
0: and that's actually what I was gonna say. That uh, we we try to talk to people about the life that they lead, not just the one thing that they talk to everybody else about. And more importantly thank you for talking to us about it because there's a lot of people that just want to talk about the one thing they do or the one thing that they're doing and, uh, we really appreciate that you took the time to tell us a little bit more about yeah, absolutely. you know what makes you tick and we'd love to sit down with you again and do it. we
1: will do it again
0: and yeah part now, two before we actually close yeah. up I know you have a little something special coming up with Radio Disney. <gasps> yeah.
1: Can you tell us a
0: little bit about is this, what's going on? When
1: is this going? This is
0: going up next Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so it still will be um, not yet officially announced. But watch, follow Radio Disney. Follow my feed if you want. Or just follow Radio no, Disney. No, not but if you want.
0: You follow You me. Me. No, do, do it. Do
3: it. No, <laughs> totally
1: voluntary. But there is a very, very, very exciting special Um, sweepstakes event going on with Radio Disney that is centered around um, both my sort of Disney story and my having been raised in sort of a little bit of the imaginary culture and me being a cast member and then getting to be a voice being lucky enough to be a voice uh, in the parks and it's really special and it involves um, social media and Radio Disney and the prize, the prize is sick it's so cool (laughs) and awesome that if i were not even if i were a kid but especially if i were a kid or a family it's it's really special and um and i feel honored to be a part of it and it's for halloween uh so it's their halloween event and they will be announcing it formally on the 25th okay uh so october 25th it it goes live and um so yeah, just be, be tuning into Radio Disney and following it because they're going to be, start pushing it out on social media. And it, it's heavily involved in social media, I can say that. And there's actually a story. I'm, I'm very honored to be the center of a story that's coming out in the OC Register. Um, about my, my sort of, you know, coming of age in Disney. And, and we mention it in there. Okay. I think I think they actually give away what it is in the story.
0: Well, we will make sure to repost that. Oh,
2: yeah, we will, we'll, <laughs> oh we'll do it. Definitely. No worry.
1: And there's a story in the LA Times today about the history of the haunted mansion, written by my homie Todd Martin's. That's brilliant.
0: A friend of mine sent that to me a yeah. little while ago. Did you read it? I I didn't have time. I, she actually sent it to me while I was driving it's over here, awesome. so I I didn't get a chance to read it. He
1: yet. did. I mean, he delved deep, and he goes. He takes you through the whole history of the haunted mansion, and it kind of ends with. You know, a section on me, and then the Hatbox Ghost at the very end. Very
0: nice. I'll, I'll have Hazen read. How it do you to feel me. about the Hatbox hmm. Ghost? About the new Hatbox Ghost?
1: I respect the fact that they wanted to bring it back for the fans, I think, you know, the fans have been clamoring it for, you know, yeah, there it is. But there he is. Hazen is showing
2: her a oh, picture gross. of this yeah. yeah. no, totally totally phone. Yeah. <laughs> that was totally self-serving, that was totally self-serving. I took that photograph, so that was totally
1: I gotta be honest and say, I haven't, I haven't yet actually physically been on the ride seeing it. I've seen a lot of pictures of it, and I've heard people talk about it, but I mean, in a sense for me, it's like it's cool that they did it but there's a part of me that's like okay yeah. it was something that was there at the very beginning and, and it kind of became this urban myth and right. it's nice that they brought it back for the that's fans that's
0: the thing that I think we lost by them bringing it back just kind of the, the myth, myth of the real ghost that was haunting the haunted
1: house. <laughs> you know. So. now he's personified
0: well, exactly. we will definitely uh, repost all of the links and all of the things we'll be posting on social media when the Radio Disney thing is officially announced. Okay. Uh, can you please tell everybody how they can follow you on all the social media like links?
1: Uh, it always sounds so. How can people follow you? It sounds so like scary. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's just my name. So it's my handle is literally Cat Cressida. So it's at Cat Cressida on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, I am. I am hint throwing out hints and clues about the uh, awesome Radio Disney sweepstakes coming up, and uh, and a lot of. I, if you love Disney or classic Disney or the history of Disneyland and, and the parks, or if you love sports, since I do, I'm lucky enough to do some ESPN. Yes. Um, or video games. Yes. Follow me. If you have no interest in Disney video games or sports, you will have no interest in my Twitter whatsoever. <laughs> the
0: vintage stuff that she posts on her account, guys, is actually really fun. Yeah, so thank you. if you're, you're a dis nerd. This is totally something. <laughs> did you, did you say Diz nerd?
1: Dis nerd. What are
0: you new? I didn't know that was a <laughs> thing. What <do> are you new? Dis nerd.
1: You guys are awesome. I love it. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thank, thank, thank you. So <laughs> It was great meeting you. Thank great you so much.
0: You. That was really fun. Yeah, it was. I loved it. I'm glad we had a chance to talk to her about a lot of other stuff, you know, that just interested her other than just You know, some of the Disney stuff that we've done. She was happy that we talked about other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I still want to, I would love to have an opportunity to sit down with her again. I had fun. You know, our time was very limited. She had an appointment that she had to get to. I wasn't done asking questions. Me neither. I didn't even get to start. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even get to your list. I, I don't even think Mario got one question in. I mean, I got one question in, but. What was that? What's your name? (laughs) <laughs> no, your major, he yeah. yeah, he did the major question. That's how we started talking about oh, Shakespeare. Yeah, so yeah, he did yeah. get one in. That's true. And, uh, and I do remember Hazen Hagen. The rest of it. What are you talking about? I did not hug the mic at all. Oh man. There was no singing in this episode. (laughs) No, but you're right. I mean there's just like that's how much that there like there is to ask her, you know what I'm saying? Like we just didn't have enough time. We didn't. I think we could actually have a four hour conversation with her and I don't think that's gonna be enough time to know. I believe now there's just so much so many things that she's done that i i think are quite interesting you know i've i've heard snippets of things she's talked about in the past that i would have loved to touch on uh i've read articles on on her there's going to be an article in the oc register coming out that we're going to link to um by the time this episode comes out i think it will have already been released and if that's the case we'll we'll already have a link to it either on Podcasters.com or through twitter or instagram facebook stuff like that and there was a pretty interesting article that we posted from the LA Times about the Haunted Mansion, which was really good too. If you guys haven't seen it, we'll have a link either on the Twitter account or on Facebook. Check out that Haunted Mansion article. They they dive a little bit deeper than some of the other ones. Uh, a lot of that stuff for the Haunted Mansion fans that are just hardcore, there's a lot of stuff in there you're already going to know. But who knows? A few of those things may surprise you, so check it out. Uh, the other thing is... They're going to be having the Radio Disney contest. Right. And I want to make sure that you guys are following Kat. You guys are following Radio Disney. Uh, We haven't been given any specifics. But we keep hearing that it's going to be a really awesome prize. Well, I mean, you guys follow her on Twitter, and I encourage everyone to follow Cat Cressida on Twitter because the picture she's posting, this thing's right? going to be amazing. And and I'm thinking like, oh, she if, already showed a little bit. She's teasing. She's teasing. Oh. it. And if you're following her on Twitter, I'm look. Not if you guys yet. aren't following her, it's at Cat Cressida. K A T C R E S S I D A. Now now sing follow it. Follow her, Cat Cressida at K A T. I was thinking more Mickey Mouse. But Why okay. do you keep doing that?
2: I was thinking. K A T oh, K A
0: T. There you go. C R E S S I D A. Wow, that actually fit. Dude. Cat Cressida. Yeah. Cat Cressida. Do it. Keep going. Follow her on Twitter, and you'll see <laughs> the images she's posting will tease the price for ye. Sure. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. I dare you. K A T C R E S S I D A. All right, so That's all I got I'm sorry That was really good I got nothing else I'm actually shocked That was really good (laughs) I'm surprised all the letters fit I didn't think all the Mickey letters I didn't either So uh, Yeah make sure that you're following her She's on Instagram Twitter Facebook We'll put all the links in the blog post For this episode Cool Uh, I'm curious as to What the final prize is actually going to be But it involves Kat And kind of her upbringing And her involvement In WED And Imagineering Haunted Mansion All that stuff I'm already making this up in my head And it already sounds amazing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, you know, well, anyway, follow her. Make sure that you guys, you know, uh, enter the contest because we think it's going to be really cool. So, uh, anyway, I think that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to go get another one of these Shandys or another root beer or something.
2: Hey, you have at it.
0: Tacos, tacos.
2: You drink as many of those root beers as you want.
0: You didn't like it all that much. No, this no. I know. No. I wonder I wonder what it tastes like by making it sweeter in vanilla ice cream. Mm, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to try, try it. I'm going to try it. All right, guys, if you are trying to look for us, we're at facebook.com slash Make sure that it, once you hit that like button to drop down the button and hit the get notifications or get updates. Uh, if you don't do that, Facebook won't show you anything that we are posting. Go figure. You like something, Facebook won't show it to
2: Technically, you. Technically, didn't they already find us if they're listening? But Facebook won't show you the mm. stuff
0: unless you hit that checkmark. All right, I suppose. Isn't it weird? It's very weird. If you're trying to find us over on uh, Instagram and Twitter, we are at Podcasters on both of those networks. We are on YouTube. So we are at YouTube.com slash where you can see our baby food challenge. Yes. Where we thought we were really cool and we could identify the flavors of baby food we were ingesting. Uh-huh. And it turns out, we were horrible yeah, at it. Not, not so much. No,
2: we were horrible mm. at it. And we're terrible parents for giving this food to our children. Apparently,
0: you didn't because you chewed up other food yeah, and gave it what? to your kids like you're right. Bird. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Is there anything else before we
2: finish this up for today? Can we mention what you're working on? The YouTube
0: video? You know, yes. Uh, I'm... I'm really trying to make this happen because when we were at downtown Disney, we saw our buddy Davin and yeah. he is fantastic with a yo-yo. We had a chance to, <laughs> we convinced Javier to try to learn some yo-yo tricks. Yes. And Davin tried to teach him. Yeah, tried. Javier, what do you mean tried? Yeah, tried. You got better than him, right? <laughs> so we tried to get Javier <laughs> to learn some yo-yo tricks. Uh, the problem is that we were testing out new audio equipment with a new mm-hmm. lavalier mic and stuff like that. Uh, we we didn't have very good audio for the video, and so I'm trying to work on fixing that. And uh, You're doing a good job so far. I hope I can make it work because uh, it was fun watching you trying to learn yeah. those tricks. You both laughed at me. <laughs> I am just, telling It was great. Go ahead, Mario. Everyone right now. Go ahead. It is the greatest thing you will watch <laughs> on YouTube.
2: Like... Ma- I have not seen Mario laugh so hard I know before. I know
0: it was great please please watch it a million times I need to finish it first I, I need to make yeah. sure I can get the audio working uh, and if I can I'm gonna find a way to at least post a video or something. and I have but- to say
2: there's a couple scenes where Hazen had to rewind it
0: and watch it over and over <laughs> and over again uh, so I'm going to try to finish that video. Hopefully it will be up by the end of this week, by the time that this episode releases. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's really cool because they haven't even agreed to do a couple of videos for the yes. YouTube channel where he teaches you some really basic yo-yo tricks with the different types of yo-yos. Yes. Hmm. Uh, it's really fun. It's a really cool hobby to have for, like, kids and adults alike. And it looks really cool when you know how to do it right. So, oh, it's so easy. I'll teach you guys. Oh, now nah, yeah. you're a pro. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. Yo-yo ball 101.
2: on Yo-ball. Mine is just called yo.
0: <laughs> it never came back up. Yeah, it never yos back up.
3: Okay, guys. That's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that is going to be it for this week. Thank you so much to Cat Cressida for chatting with us at Downtown Disney. We hope to have her on the podcast again. Uh, again, we had a lot of fun talking to her. Uh, that's it, you guys. Is it time for more beer and tacos? I think so. I think so. All right. So. so until next week, here is to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Peace out. You're the best, Cat. Yo. (laughs) It almost seems like a Homer Simpson. Oh, it yoed, but it didn't yo.